thank you so much for that intro. That is Benito Thompson, a.k.a. Mindful Music. Hit up TikTok or Instagram. Follow the man, Mindful Music. He is the creator of our jingle, was not created for this show, but certainly fits. So I thank him for his permission in using that intro. This is another, another toastless episode. Um, and we've been going back and forth, he and I, and uh, I'm beginning to now threaten looking for a new co-host, but he assures me that around mid-January things will clear up, and that's probably the time where we're going to do our next episode, so we'll see, but I know that you people can only take so much of the sound of my voice, which is why this week we have not one, not two, but three guests, and they are representing the franchise known as the, the Goon Squad or the OG Goon Squad. I'm told that they are interchangeable. We've got three folks here. I'll let them introduce themselves in a minute. But first, everybody, thanks for joining. Thank you, Stan. That was, <laughs> that was the voice of Dougie Baker. So uh, what, I, what I'll have is just if, if the three of you can introduce your name and affiliation with the franchise, maybe we'll start with Dougie and then just kind of go around uh, and, and see where everybody stands. And then from there, we'll kind of get into some of the more uh, hard hitting stuff. Right, yeah, you first, Dougie. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Dougie Bakes. Um, I played Goon Squad. I played for the Goon Squad this past summer at MAW, and I played United Whipple with the Goon Squad. Probably the most, like, one of the fun times I've ever had in my life at that U Whipple tournament, just because how we started and then how we finished up. I think it was probably the most accomplishing tournament of my life. Um, losing to the Jugs sucks, but at the end of the day, it's, hey, we lost to the Jugs. They won the tournament, so you can't really, can't really be too upset about that. But um, next year, I am moving on. I'm playing with Nick Lee and the Dragons. I am the, I am the core with him. Uh, Nick Lee was like the first one to reach out to me, like a week after UF ended. He was like, "Hey, play for me. We're gonna play ECW. We're gonna play Ma. Might even play some yards." So I was like, "You know what?" Nick Lee, I've been, he's been wanting to play with me for a while, and I've been wanting to play with him. So I was like, let's do it, dude. Let's, uh, let's, let's go win something. Let's win some money. All right. Well, there, there's Dougie's entire life story, which had very little to do with today's episode, as per usual. Thank you, Dougie. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That's the, the show exists to anger and disrupt. So that's why we're here. Let's get uh, let's get our, our actual Goon Squad members to talk a little bit about themselves. Gentlemen, if you'd be so kind. Andres, you can get if you want. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my name is Andres Fink. Um, started the Goon Squad um, 2019. Um, and we played our first tournament in uh, MLW. Um, we did the New York tournament. Uh, it was like the Long Island um, baseball heaven tournament um, and we got final four there and we did the battle of boston tournament and we got top four there so um we with the core three of us me steven and tj so we kind of like wanted to branch out after that and uh we started playing mall so um and that's kind of like the origin of the goon squad but um yeah well, we'll talk a little bit more about that trajectory in a minute, but you mentioned that you've got a core of three and TJ's not here, but Steven is. So, so can we get our, our final round of introduction? What's up? I'm Steven Simcox. Uh, yeah, started playing whiffs with the boys pretty much just like out of nowhere. And 
pretty much just been playing ever since. That's about it. I mean. <laughs> yeah, those got, those got progressively shorter. We love a brief introduction. Great for practicing interviews. So, all right, let's, let's talk a little bit about the franchise. From what I'm hearing, uh, it sounds like the three of you uh, began in 2019. That makes you a, a relatively new franchise. Did you all begin playing with the Goon Squad or were you all active in the wiffle ball community prior to 2019 and then you kind of came together to form the franchise? So um, actually, uh, TJ and I, we started with Wiffle Up back in the day. Uh, I think it was maybe 2010. We did uh, a couple of the Philly tournaments in Wiffle Up. Yeah, that, that was like the end of Wiffle Up. Yep, yep. Um, and we kind of took a hiatus. And after that, we picked up Steven. And uh, like we all went to high school together. So, um, and we saw a tournament, you know, drivable distance and uh, just kind of went from there. Went down the rabbit hole. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. So, y'all have a perhaps slightly longer lineage than some of the more. How old are you guys? If you were playing in 2010, were you guys playing as kids? Um, like high schoolers. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am, I'm 27. And I think okay. Steven's I'm like 28. older than me. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are kind of like in between wiffle generations, right? Cause like there's my wiffle generation who are now in like their early to mid thirties. And then there's guys like, I guess it kind of starts with like Gannon and ends with Dougie who are in their like late teens to early twenties. You guys are kind of like tweeners then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. So you're in prime position for your arms to blow out. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, was so if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, was 2022 the first appearance of the of the goon squad at UWIFS? I feel like I saw you guys in years past. Uh, we're at the uh, yeah, first we're there one. last two years. Yeah. Were you there in 2020? Because I, I unfortunately was not. Yeah, they were, yeah we, we were at all of them. Okay. Okay, good. So, so basically what I'm hearing is when y'all came back from hiatus around 2019, you just decided to go full cock, huh? Uh, pretty oh, much sure. until like, cause then TJ got a new job and he moved to Texas. So it kind of like messed us up a good bit. Mm, yeah. There's a lot of Whifflers who move like to and from Texas, but uh, it's good to see y'all playing together. I, I want to talk about your most recent performance, but before I do, Talk me through how you guys ran into Dougie and how he ran into you and why was this partnership sh so apparently short-lived? Uh, maybe Dougie can uh, start with that one. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to – so I met the boys through Colin because I, I played – Prentice, with Colin Prentice. Yeah, Colin right? Prentice. Colin Prentice. I – through that I went to a tournament with Vin Lee and Kayvon. I was subbing in as a third. Mm -hmm. and that was my first like actual interaction with the boys. We ended up both going two and0 and playing each other in that like third like two and0 game to go three and0. And that was the first time I think I played them and I was like, yeah, I, I like these guys and we can fuck well, I want to play with these guys, you know what I these guys are like, you know not some of the other players in the community that well, you know wouldn't want to play with but I think um, you hit a home runoff call in that game 
What'd you say, Steve? I think you hit a home runoff call in that game. If I remember right. Ben did. Ben did. I, I hit I hit like a I hit an RBI single because we were, I don't even remember the score, but Ben hit a home run. I ended up with like went one for seven with my quarter run. And I didn't hear the rest of it for the end of the car at home. Oh, how I was <laughs> in the fucking ball. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, so you guys kind of, you met at a tournament and then you get together and you play as Whifflers do. That's kind of nice. Now y'all had a, a solid run. You had to go through my team. I'm sure y'all remember that quite well. Uh, we, we're, I want to talk about that game in a little bit. Uh, but before I do good showing, right. You, you went through us, right. And then after that, if I'm not mistaken, you went out, you went through the, was that the new school risers? They get that yeah. right. Yeah. New school risers. Yeah. And then of course you ran into the jugs who went undefeated in that tournament, won their second straight. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that run because your team, like my team had a rough start to your 2022 U Whips tournament. So how did you, how did you build from that rough start and end up with a chance to, to go to the elite eight? Yeah. Well, I mean, we started out in two, so we were mm -hmm. in the, uh, the death bracket or however, <laughs> however you want to call it. Um, and so you had to like win out every game. So um, I think after that, I can't remember who we played, maybe the K K2, K9, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. one of those teams. Um, and um, we just started firing on all cylinders. You know, we, we beat them. Then we played MLW and we beat MLW. And then I think we ended up playing your team Stein. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. We just, we were firing on all cylinders. We had Dylan um, for you with, so it was a, it was a team effort for sure. D Dylan might be, Dylan might be like player of the fucking tournament. Absolutely. Nobody knew who he was except ECW guys. And he was just firing bullets. I fucking hmm. loved every minute of it. It was fucking intense. That, 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 kid, that kid's going to be so good. If he keeps playing, he's going to be so good. He's already a better pitcher than I am. Like that kid's gonna be so good. Yeah, it's interesting because um, of all the teams that we played, we didn't play that many games. My team, my team, that is, uh, we didn't play that many games in 2020. But I noticed that when we played you guys, you did the thing that I think a lot more teams have been doing recently, which is starting with a guy and then switching to a guy and then switching to another guy and then maybe switching even to another guy. Talk to me about that strategy and why it worked for you guys. I think that was our original game plan. Like I know Dougie came in um, and he, and that's like what he wanted to do. Maybe you can speak to a little bit more on that Dougie. Yeah. The first game we played the magic. I think I threw like eight straight balls and I looked at him. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this. But I just, <laughs> and I and just kick ass and do well. And I looked at him and I got, I got, I got the jitters. I got nervous. And I threw eight straight balls and I was like, I'm pulling myself. I'm not doing this. And I did, I pitched, all you with. I pitched terrible, but um, I guess I wanted to go in and be a pitcher and have that pitching role, but thank God Dylan could pitch for us because Dylan picked up my slack like tremendously. Right? Um, but the, the whole pitching thing, I feel like we wanted to, like we knew we didn't, like we didn't, we, we didn't have that one guy who could just throw 90 the entire game. So I wanted to make sure that the batters weren't getting like consistent with the hitter. So we wanted to make sure we were switching every two to three innings, your inning or whatever. We just wanted to make sure that they weren't 
seeing the ball. Like, well, Lede, Lede hit the home run off um, off Dylan, and he hit the ball off, or hit one off TJ. We were, mm-hmm. we were like, wow, around him. Like, it was, it was, that was scariest hitter, I think, of the time. He was mashing the ball. He was mashing the ball. Yeah, Lede, a very underrated hitter. Um, yeah, our, our team didn't do as well as we could have. We had a couple of guys who it was their first time, uh, and we had a couple of uh, pitching malfunctions, myself included. Uh, I'll talk about that again in, in just a minute. But w- one of the things that I've noticed is that like the old school approach right, to, to tournament completion is you got your round robin guy, maybe a second round robin guy. Then you got your Saturday night guy. This is a guy who throws gas. Uh, who can who can do a lot? Who's really good with like start stop that kind of thing? And then you're trying to save your best pitcher for Sunday so that they that pitcher can go two maybe even three games if they need to on the final day. That isn't happening as much anymore. And in fact, teams who tried to do that in 2022 really faltered. I'm thinking about specifically uh, uh, what the fuck C4. I always just want to call them the Razors C4 tried to save both Norris and Steffi in their sweet 16 game. And they got eliminated because of it. You know what I'm saying? And so they're not the only team who suffered in that way. There were some teams that lost upset games because they simply refused to go to their best pitcher. And you guys didn't do that. And you know, anytime you make it to the sweet 16 in a big tournament like that, you've had a successful run in my opinion, but what happened against the jugs? And and this will kind of be the end of our, our, you know, Goon Squad 2022 U.S. performance. What happened against the Jugs? Did you guys just burn out? Were they just a little too good? Walk me through that game. I mean, it was like, what, 11 o'clock at night or something like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we started way early and then finished at 11. Yeah. But, yeah, Stephen, you talk about it. Uh, I mean, vaguely remember, honestly. But uh, I don't know. We started out solid. Um, yeah, we scored first. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, TJ hit a triple off the wall, and I yeah, think like Dougie slips. hit a walk. Yeah, I uh, like you walked, I walked, and then TJ hit a triple. They pulled Fred immediately, and then Ryan came in, and Ryan's just fucking Ryan. I yeah, he's throwing like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my plan is to actually get Ryan on for one of the scuffology episodes to talk a little bit about his unique style. Um, but again, there, there's that technique of game plans not working, time to pull a guy and bring someone else in, and it, it benefited the jugs. When we faced you guys, it looked like everybody had thrown innings already, and because of like the start-stop stuff, guys were getting a little tired. Um, I think, in my, I've said this before, in my opinion, I played myself in that game. I tried to get cute, and, I, and you guys burned me for it. Uh, but when I was facing you guys, I was like, oh, this is a team full of guys who have thrown a bunch of innings. Uh, and we, my team feels like we probably should have won that game just because of how tired you were and how tired we were not, but you went on to win another game after that. So is it safe to say that you guys just kind of burned out in that last game against the jugs who had played way fewer games? I'd say so. That's fair. You're just exhausted. And like, I mean, we, we went up one nothing. We saw Ryan come in, and we all kind of just looked at each other, and we were like, fuck. Yeah, and then <laughs> Stant hit one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was our, like, sixth or seventh game of the day. So, yeah, we were we were at it. 
Yeah. And, you know, being newer guys, uh, you know, there are techniques that you can do like stretching techniques and like specific like snacks you can bring and like the Theraguns and all that, that you can do to keep yourself loose, but at the end of the day, if you're playing seven games over the course of 15 hours at the end of it, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to, you're going to be hurting a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. It was a solid run. Like I said, in the game that we played, I made the mistake of not doing my homework. When I warmed up against you guys, I took both a scuff ball and an unscuffed ball out there. And for me, the unscuffed ball just felt better. I felt like I was in more control of it. It felt like the movement was sharper. My velocity is never up in the first place. So it didn't really matter. Uh, and I came in, bases loaded, nobody out. And I think I got the count to one and two. And I tried to throw a ball outside. And it just didn't move. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it just doesn't move the way you want it to. Right down the middle. And that ball got spoinked over the right field wall. You guys took a 4-0 lead. That is ultimately the number of runs that you won by. You won that game 8-4. to What was your approach in not just hitting me around with the unscuffed ball, but maintaining the offense throughout that game? I'd say just having fun, honestly. I think we were just trying to have as much fun as possible and we didn't take it like super serious. Mm. Like, cause I think like it, we were just being too hard on ourselves all day that we were just in our heads too much instead of just like playing the game. And I don't know. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't believe that a goon squad team would not be going out there with the, with the purpose of having fun, but it's funny. Cause like what I learned is like, I was talking to Stant later and I was like, man, those kids, hit that unscuff ball really well and he was like oh the goon squad kids yeah they've been hitting unscuff all summer and i was like fuck <laughs> like i i didn't know that and it's just like again like it's something that i just your team that i've never played before i don't really know you guys that well and i was like oh i'll try some cute shit what i should have done is just come out and do the thing that i always do because you only scored two of your eight runs off of scuff pitches what happened why why did the offense slow down after, after I switched? Was it just that there were more pitches that you hadn't seen or did you guys just kind of get a little too comfortable with your lead? Because I think you had like two hits. One was a home run to be fair, but you had like two hits after I switched from unscuffed to scuff. Um, and then you went back right back to hitting against uh, the new school risers. So am I just super nasty or what happened? <laughs> You're changing speeds. You honestly mm. you throw me some like cute sights, uh, fucking curveballs, and I, I couldn't time you up after you went to the after you went to the cup ball. So I thought you were just gonna stick with the clean ball, but then you went cup ball, and I was just I was just testing out my shoes, and I was just swinging at everything. <laughs> All right, that will conclude the portion of the, the uh, of the episode where I pat myself on the back. Let's uh, let's move on. What are the Goon Squad's plans for? 2023 now that the illustrious Dougie Baker is no longer featured on the roster um so right now for Maul it's looking like Steven myself and TJ um and with that being said uh, if anybody is looking for a team like send me an offer <laughs> um but yeah right now it looks like uh currently we're going to be three manning it wow that's, that's no easy task. Do you feel like you have the collective arm strength to get through an entire tournament? Because you gain 
an advantage at bat, right? When, when everybody's guaranteed an at bat per inning, obviously that's an advantage, but are you worried about the lack of arms? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you see some of these teams that are winning it and they have five kids that can go all day. Um, mm-hmm. But with that being said, I think we just need, um, you know, one or, one or two more people um, to step up on our team or, um, you know, just like Steven said, go out there and have fun. Um, That's nice. That's real nice. Now, okay. So then let's say, let's say you get two young guys, uh, a, a kid who can pitch, maybe a guy who can hit a little bit. And you're all of a sudden you're looking at a five man roster. The common practice traditionally has been to bat four and maybe field four when five guys are present and, you know, guys have to sit a game here and there, whatever the case, a lot of guys did that at UWIFS. Is that the, would that be the plan or are you guys the sort of team that it's like, if we got five guys, everyone's hitting, everyone's fielding, everyone's doing everything. Uh, Yeah, Um, I would say so. mm. I mean, especially like the way I look at it too, like if you got like, for example, Dougie, like if Dougie's driving, you know, six hours, I, I would expect this kid to get hit, you know, every single time or mm. whatever he wants to do. You know what I mean? That's what I would expect. Cause that's already a dedicated, like a, a six hour drive. I would say is a dedication enough, you know, like I appreciate that. Mm. Mm. That's respectable. Yeah. I, I know that uh, I'm not going to name any franchises, but people have, have done that, have, have had someone drive or fly down for hours and hours only to pitch in one game and then not play it all for the rest of the tournament. So it's good to hear that, that there's a little bit more of a, like a collectivist mentality there when it comes to, when it comes to play like that. Okay. Rewinding. What do you think is the highlight that best articulates the 2022 season for the goon squad? Y'all can each give your own if you want, or if there's like a collective agreed upon one, I'm fine with that. Well, like mm-hmm. best moment of like the season or like, like, like what, like what moment like describes our, like, I don't know. You can take that question. However you want best moment of the season, most exciting moment of the season, franchise defining moment of the season. It doesn't have to be like a walk off home run. It can just be some dumb shit that happened. Um, dumb shit that happened. Uh, I pitched against the the juggernauts in like the second or third tournament, and uh, Stan and both of McGarrels didn't touch me all game. I just I just I gave up a walk and then red hit like a dandy and that's how we lost. And I feel like came to like some stupid shit like that this season, and I feel like we picked all the good teams every tournament and playoffs. Like we didn't play play at Shy Park not once until the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I think um, my one of the things that I would say described our season was um, like at UF when we beat the new school risers was Dougie's hit off of cap. That was uh, maybe the high of the season. That was pretty mm. awesome. Okay, well, hold on now. Well, I, I know the moment you're talking about. Walk the listeners through it. What happened? Yeah, so um, I think it was like the bottom or top five top four um it was like a pretty close game um and cap through dougie 
like a, a nice little um like i think it was a riser and he hit it to the wall no he hit it over the fence right i can't remember it was that one field but... with like the super tall fence mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 that that with the 30 for i'm pretty sure he hit it over because what i remember from that moment is dougie like slapping the zone as hard as he could and i just i don't remember who i was next to but i looked at that person i was like did he just break his hand because it was <laughs> I just such... remember blacking out <laughs> yeah yeah that i mean that was a good game and i had heard a lot about that dude cap who i was excited to see pitch in person for the first time what's his deal man like it looked like he was just throwing one pitch what is it does he change it is it crafty what what's the deal why can't people hit that he was throwing two different pitches. He he does like he's like a mental pitcher though, you know. Like he mm. gets in your head. Like he'll he'll like throw you one right down the middle, and you won't swing, mm-hmm. and then he'll throw one in the dirt, and you and he'll get everybody to chase. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a top pitcher for sure. That's that's what I hear. I'd love to face him. It reminds me of uh, Jim Ballion. I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Jim Ballion? He's more of an old school Jim player. Ballian. I've heard of Jim Ballion. Yeah, he's uh he's he's from out west. Yeah, he plays with he's he played with Dalby and Sylvie and Maccabee and those boys this past year. He's you know, he's like 50 and he still throws 85, but he's like one of the original drop ball guys who do that exact thing where it's like the first pitch is that right down the middle, and then the second pitch is in the dirt, and then the third pitch is like on the corner, and then the fourth pitch is in the dirt again. You can never really tell which one it's gonna be, you know. Yeah, I mean, but also with Cap is he's thrown like thirty plus innings at tournaments too. Like he's mm. also like a straight Iron Man. And mm-hmm. He's like he's got anything in his back pocket. So yeah, that, that's a that's a great quality to have the ability to like not burn your arm out and just be able to go game after game after game. But hey, to your credit, you guys you guys took him out. Uh, it was gr- a great run by both teams, and then of course. The winner of that was all gassed out to face uh, to face the jugs. But yeah, so overall, sounds like a solid year. Um, sounds like the goon squad is here to stay. But, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it feels like the franchise really does just have that core of three. And that over the next couple of years, you might be changing guys out. One, just for fun, but also to see if somebody fits. Does that accurately surmise kind of where y'all stand yeah I'd say so. yeah yeah but i think ultimately we're we're looking for um somebody to like to stay long term too though mm. Um, mm. you know like a like you were talking about earlier kind of like a young gun maybe uh wants to grow with us um mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool Okay, so you guys have some Final Fours that Dougie was talking about. Sweet 16 appearance at UWIFs is certainly nothing to sneeze at. Have you? Has the franchise had any recent tournament victories? No, uh, not, nothing of – like we've got top two in the wild card, you know, but um, that illustrious, like, win, we have still mm-hmm. not – like tournament win, at least. We have not, like, gotten there yet. So what do you think stands in your way? Because that's, I mean, the, the first big tournament win is a really important moment for a franchise. So what's, what is currently standing in your way right now of becoming that like perennial, you know, final four finals appearance team into a team that can take down events or at least one event. 
Um, I, I don't know. I would, I would say kind of like all the intangibles. I know that's kind of like a corny answer, but you know, <laughs> you, you have to, you have to pitch, you know, you have to have somebody that can go all day. You kind of have to have some role players. Um, I guess finding the roles for every single person and um, having people that can like <laughs> having somebody that can go all day, but also having somebody who can finish a tournament too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's a great answer. Uh, I remember, you know, when it came to me, like I struggled to win a tournament for years. Um, and then when I finally won a tournament, it was because I was starting to come into myself as a hitter. And now I would categorize myself closer to a hitter than I would a pitcher, which is really weird because I've, I've made my career by being able to eat innings and, and keep teams in games and, 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 and that sort of thing. So I didn't really start winning until I started properly hitting. Um, and from what I saw from you guys, you guys certainly have the swings to string hits together, which is one of the more difficult things to do. Um, you know, uh, but uh, again, it, it really does come down to doing that, not just in one game, but in, in multiple games. So it'll be really interesting to see the way that the goon squad kind of approaches 2023, who, if anyone y'all are able to add and, uh, you know, how the dynamic changes, because for the last couple of years, you guys have been in the conversation, but not yet topping any leaderboards. Is there anything else any of y'all would like to add before we finish up our chat today? No, speaking, of, I'm I'm going on a date right now. I'm like, oh god, god. oh god, jeez, oh, <laughs> going, going in a tank right top now. and a chain. So, so, so. Isn't it? Isn't it five degrees where you live? How are you going in a tank top and a chain? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I oh, work you're bringing, on a boat. You're bringing her down to the boat. basement. I'm not cold ever. I work on a boat. I'm never ever cold. It's <laughs> the craziest fucking thing I ever heard in my life. Are you are you gonna uh, bring her I'll into the basement right now? I'll go outside right now. Never cold. Look at me. Never cold. No goosebumps. <laughs> this guy, oh my god. Dougie Bakes, crazy man. Yeah, so I've heard. So I've heard. Uh, I like to scream at the football. I like to hit home runs. I like to do my trot-like team. And, you know, I'm going to hopefully be wow. the greatest football player of all time. That's, wow. That's my goal. I want to throw 100 miles per hour and hit 500 foot <laughs> home runs. That's my goal. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see it. Wow, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Indeed. Boy. I don't know what the uh, goon squad was thinking, letting go of him. All right. I mean, well, uh... <laughs> all right, boys. I do. I do have to run though. But I'll see y'all soon. Have fun on your date, Dougie. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I think that's boys. a good way to end it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Stephen right. Andreas. Thanks so much for joining the show. I look forward to the goon squad's performance. I am tentatively planning to make at least one MAW tournament in the summer. So I hope to see you guys there and rake you right the fuck off the field and give you a little bit of payback. We'll see. But yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks awesome. for coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Love, loved having you guys looking forward to seeing you. And once again, shout out to Benito Thompson, AKA mindful music. If you like the jingle, pay his page a visit, give him a like and a follow. All right. This has been shut up Stein and I am your boy Stein. Shut up.